0: Welcome to the Testimony Service Podcast, the podcast that will encourage you, increase your faith, and draw you closer to God. I'm your host, Martina. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. So in an effort to help our listeners' faith increase, each episode will begin with the scripture. Today's scripture comes from Psalm 34, verses seven and eight. The angel of the Lord stands guard around those who have respect for him, and he saves them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the person who goes to him for safety. And now for episode 33, One Encounter.
1: Hi, my name is Matthew Plant. Um, I'm 19 years old. I'm from British Columbia, Canada. Just recently, as in May 9th, 2020, I came to Christ again. I surrendered to Him. When I was younger, I was actually 12 years old. There's a missionary that came from the United States, and they were with a, a church called uh, Towers Baptist. They were so like humble and so like beautiful-hearted people. They were just so nice. And so they were bringing all of us out, all the kids and stuff in our neighborhood, to come out and play, hang out. They weren't pushing anything on us. They were just really wanting us to come out and engage with them. And they were really just showing us the love of Jesus. And so... You know, growing up, um, we, we didn't really have a lot of seeds that were planted for Jesus to come into our lives. It was usually just people knocking at our door and telling us about the word. But it was uh, it wasn't until I was 12 years old that this happened. And so they had invited us out to come to the Towers Baptist Church, which was about five, 10 minutes from where we live. And so um, it was just incredible. And they were there for about a month or so throughout the summertime. So we we actually decided to give our lives to Jesus and to um, basically repent and accept him as our true Lord and Savior. And so my, my two younger sisters, 10 years old and me at 12 years old, including my mom, we all came to Christ together and we all were baptized on the same day. It was so beautiful. It was a beautiful ceremony. We continued to attend the church for about a month or two and then... Um, you know, going into high school and like, you know, didn't have a lot of friends getting bullied hard. And like there was abuse at my household, a lot of different stuff going on. And it was just really bad. And so our faith was wavered. Um, I guess it was just because we, we were looking for it in all these different places that it wasn't Jesus. You know, we, we had just stopped going to church. We, we stopped praying. So going on, you know, there'd be so much struggles from the ages 12 to 19 where I came to Christ now. So many struggles, so many trials, tribulations, pain, sadness, depression, just so much, so much stuff going on, abuse. And so over the years, it would turn into drug addictions and uh, lustful spiritual um, attacks. And, you know, I, I had a really bad porn addiction too, masturbation, which, which I'm really happy that God and Jesus set me free. And it was something I struggled with for so long. I left my family at a young age. I left at 16 years old. It was really bad. And thank God, you know, my family and I were still on good terms. And um, I pray for them every day. Um, I moved out with a few friends that I had met, and um, after this heartbreak and all this stuff happened, I dropped out of school because I was just so heartbroken. I was cutting myself in my classroom, and it was just really bad. And I was drinking and doing drugs and lusting. All these terrible things were going on, and so it just wasn't healthy for me. We all had come together because we loved music. They used music as, as an escape, too. And it was great, although we did abuse drugs and smoke weed and nicotine and, and drank and did mushrooms and psychedelics, all these different things over the time that we lived together there was different things that would go on um there was witchcraft in the house there was abuse and anger and trauma there was just like disagreements and arguments every day and fights nobody was happy everybody would not put their physical health first and everybody would just take it out on each other and all we'd want to do is like do drugs and make music and we fell into this like abyss this like pit of just abusing drugs abusing ourselves abusing um where we live and just wanting to do music and that was all we cared for and so over time um there was just so many things that came up and i remember spiritually i felt so under attacked I, I looked at my friend and my friend and i got in a really bad argument and so we almost got in a really bad fight and i remember um one of the friends we had lived with at the time with our, our group of friends he looked at me and he said come on we're gonna leave right now and so he had almost dragged me out of it if it wasn't for him probably would have gotten a really bad fight So his parents actually were two pastors. And so he looked at me and he was like, hey, Matt, we should really get out of here. You know, it's not safe to be here. Would you like to come live with my family and I, my parents and I? And so every single week that, they go to church. I'd ask if I could go with them. And so it was great. And, you know, being there, it was a new experience for me. I hadn't been to church in so long, like since I was like 12 years old when I got baptized and I was pushed away because I was looking for all these things from the world for validation and acceptance, love and peace. And obviously the world, if you look at for those things, it's not going to go well. And so what had happened was um, I'd go to church every single week with his parents and I would start to look at what they were doing. And I was so I was so influenced by it in a positive way and I started to get involved with the music there because I love music and I played drums in the worship team and it was great I felt like I was at a place of acceptance in my life felt like I was a part of something bigger than just me and you know that was something that I really wanted to like find and be at one with and so over time I'd continue to go there every single week After I'd see the ceremony, after I'd be a part of it and I'd be singing um, and playing drums with the worship team, I'd start to go home. And what I'd do is before I'd go to sleep, I'd just pray and I'd just pour my heart out to God. And, you know, I was still doing drugs I still had uh, addictions for porn and masturbation and nicotine and weed and uh, alcohol, all these different things. I was just abusing myself heavily. And his parents weren't happy that him and I were doing that stuff. It was a spiritual warfare, you know? Personally, it was just super hard to get rid of those things Trying to do it all alone, it, it never worked, you know, because we're not in full control. And so I would just pour my heart out after church services and go home. And I just pour my heart out to God in in like a place of desperation, almost in hopelessness. And I'd just be like, God, please, like, I need you. Some people, including myself, when we pray and it doesn't happen, you know, we think that God isn't answering our prayers. And so I was in that boat and I was like, no, I'm going to stop praying, stop going to church, did more drugs. I was just getting used and abused by all my friends and family. There was still trauma going on, arguments and fights. I was still like dealing with all these conflictions and the spiritual warfare. I stopped going to church for about three months or so. And this was leading up to the end of last year doing more drugs, trying to fill up this gap, this emptiness, this hole. And so it was really bad, and I was really empty inside. and I was really depressed still, really trying to find answers from the world. I was still lost. I was in a dark place. I was asked to leave by uh, the two pastor parents, and they were praying for me and stuff. And so I was so incredibly thankful for them. I'm grateful for them because they let me stay at their place for almost 10 months and they'd make me meals and stuff so god bless them and to this day i honor them amazing incredible people i didn't really have anywhere else to go i was like kind of panicking i was like i don't know what to do where am i gonna go i can't live with my family and so i would phoned my friend that i used to live with that i got in the argument with i came to him from a place of forgiveness too because i knew that you know i was so consumed by my addiction still he had let me stay there. But all of our friends had moved out. His family actually moved back in with him. So my friend and his family were now living in the house all of us his friends used to live in. And so it was a bit of a better situation. I had more hope for it because I was like, you know what? His family's there, and it's not just a bunch of group of boys. <laughs> so I had more uh, hope. The beginning of this year, I had started living there again. And things were great. Things were looking up and, you know, working so hard on the music and just being there. And we all made music together. It was incredible, you know. And so over the next few months, going from January leading up to May of this year, we'd made music. There'd be drinking going on. We'd smoke weed every day. We'd smoke nicotine. We'd abuse our bodies. I I was still dealing with the spirits of lust and masturbation and porn. And it was weighing so heavy on my soul. It was like I was chained down by the enemy. Each single one of these things, it was just weighing so heavy on my soul. It was just hectic. It was a spiritual warfare. It was worse than when our friends had actually lived together because the house would be trashed. Nobody would clean up after themselves. There'd be like maggots on the floor. There'd be like, the whole kitchen would be trashed. The living room would be trashed. Garbage everywhere. Um, There'd be like alcohol, hard liquor bottles left out everywhere. Um, nicotine and weed left out everywhere bongs and like it was just really bad after months you know I just started to pour my heart out and I was just like you know what God didn't make you to live this life It really hit me hard one day. And so I'd stay up late writing, you know, about my feelings, about the house, what was going on, you know, like how terrible I felt, how much I didn't want to be there, how much I didn't want to put up with it. I was like, you know what? I'm putting my foot down. I need to fight for my happiness. I need to fight for love. I need to fight for something that's positive. I had a friend phone me. He said, Matt, dude, you need to quit smoking weed. Like, you're so lost. Like, you're not outgoing. You're not ambitious. Like, you used to be, like... You know, I went out one ear and through the other because obviously the spirits of addictions had such a chain on me, such a such a stronghold that like even if I wanted to quit, like my flesh was so like consumed by it that it's all I'd go to. So the next two, three weeks leading up to when I surrendered to Christ, my friend phoned me and said that to me, I would feel like I was in hell every time i'd get high every time i'd smoke weed nicotine and do my thing and you know the enemy would come and spiritually attack me as well in my dreams and it was just really bad and so immensely physically and spiritually i was just getting devoured by the enemy completely completely on a daily basis i would just write down my feelings and how like i didn't want to live in the spiritual warfare anymore and i was like God, I need you. God, I love you. Like, I I don't know what to do. I can't do this alone. And I just start to really pour my heart out to him. After a while, I continue to pray. And um, I would start to chase the idea of love. I'd want love so much to come into my life. I don't just mean relationship love. I mean like all aspects of my life, like everything that I am, everything that I put my time into, everything around me and like everything that I do and like everything that I represented. I want it all to be in the name of love. I was like, I want love so much. I would try to look for love in God in so many different places. And so what actually led to this experience I had with God and Jesus late like 4 35 in the morning may 9th and i was writing about bringing balance and harmony into my life and i wrote about three pages on it i went to bed and i was like okay i'm gonna pray and so i prayed before i went to sleep again i just poured my heart out to god and um i had a dream and this was the encounter i had with jesus i woke up in the spirit world and i was in this dark place I had my sister in front of me and the the mom of the family that I was living with right in front of me. And they were both right beside each other, right in front of me. And we all had like chains on. We all couldn't do anything. We were all walking towards this darkness. There was nothing we could do. And um, there was dark black all around us. And there was definitely evil demonic spirits there. And like we were trying to torture our souls in this terrible place. And there was nothing we could do about it. We all had shackles on our hands. We couldn't escape whatsoever. We were getting torn apart and eaten. My sister and my friend's mom was right in front of me and I was walking behind them. And as we were walking to the front, It got to me and um, these spirits were ready to tear me apart and just eat me for dinner and and dessert. (laughs) And so what had happened was uh, as they were continuing to fight and torment me and all my loved ones around me, people I cared about, it felt like it lasted for about 10 or 12 hours. After uh, this feeling of like it lasting like all night, my spirit, it got sucked out of it, like from this dark place to like this white emulating light. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? Just this emulating white light all around me, and there was this being, and he was about like fifteen feet away from me in my dream. And he looked at me, and it was just like I I could tell, like this was this wasn't just like another dream, like something something's going on. And so this being looked at me, and it said, "If you want light, love, peace, positivity, and harmony in your life, you got to get rid of everything that makes you feel sad, depressed." angry, suicidal, tempted, traumatized, upset, and unappreciated. All these, if it wasn't in the name of light, love, peace, positivity, and harmony in Jesus Christ's name, I had to get rid of it. And so the being looked at me and said this. And I remember I woke up and I was like, whoa, oh my God, something just spoke to me. And I, I was blown away. And I've never had this happen before in my entire life. And so it was insane, and I remember right after that happened, it was like something had hit me, and like I just felt this conviction. That day, I decided to cut porn out of my life, masturbation, weed, nicotine, all addictions in the name of Jesus. I realized, you know what? I need to get rid of this stuff. I need to get rid of this stuff. God's got my back. He's watching over me. He's giving me the command. He's giving me the go-to. I'm doing it. And there was just this drive in me. Like, and I didn't realize it was the Holy Spirit, but it was. I started writing out my dream and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And I pray to God. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I remember I I started to play worship music and I hadn't played worship music in about five, six, seven years, ever since I was like 12 years old and I was just rejoicing and I was just so happy. I was like, Oh my God, this is the most incredible thing ever. And Oh my gosh, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. But, It was incredible, and God is so good. And so, just the Holy Spirit just came in and radically changed my life forever. Friends pray for me, um, family members pray for me, so many people pray for me, and I was able to kick every last addiction that I'd struggled with for years that I had wanted to get rid of for so long that I couldn't do. And I couldn't do any of this alone. And no matter how much I tried to do it alone, no matter how much I seek from the world for change, for light and love and peace and positivity and harmony, I had to seek it all through his name, Jesus Christ's name. And so that was the day, May 9th, when he came to me and I had that encounter with him, it changed my life forever. And to this day, to this day, I'm, I'm a follower In Christ, and I surrendered that day. I surrendered to Christ. My life is for for Christ now. And every day I live to spread the gospel and the love of Jesus Christ to all people who, who, who feel like they don't know what that love is, who feel like they've never knew the love of Jesus. And so i just so grateful that God came and he, he just helped me and he just really reached out to me and he saw my pain. He, he heard my heart. He saw my shackles and he just set me free from it all. He just radically changed my life with the Holy Spirit. And without him, I wouldn't have been able to make any of these changes to my life. Without the Holy Spirit's works and his son's works and Jesus Christ and his will, I wouldn't have been able to do any of this for myself. So all glory goes to him. and I'm incredibly thankful and I will be to my last breath to the day that I die. And shall I continue to live my life, my everyday life to my last breath in his name, in Jesus Christ's name.
0: Wow, Matthew, that is amazing. That encounter with God, I mean, that's so real. Like, you could be in church, you could be around church, but until you really experience God himself, that's when all the change happens. So, man, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you this question. So, you talked about first coming to know about God or having a little bit of knowledge and experience when you were 12 with the missionary. You, you said it was a missionary, right? Yep. So I know you had that experience. And then at the end of last year, I think you said uh, where you were with your friend and their parents who are pastors. So you had, you know, a few different experiences and you had kind of uh, exposure to Christians in your life, but you kind of fell off and had different moments of, you know, kind of turning back to your old comforts and your own addictions. So now since you've had this encounter with God in May, I know it's only been a few months but how do you keep on track with God now so that you're not kind of going up and down as much or you know, falling back to old things?
1: I thought that I had to do it alone. See, this whole time, even with exposure to church and people who had strong faith, That was one of the biggest strongholds the enemy used against me, too, um, in having this loving relationship that I have now with God. And he heard my heart. He saw what I was going through. He saw how many times I failed to do it. Ever since that day where I surrendered to Christ, I realized, wow, like this whole time I never was alone. Now I just walk in like that grace and like that love. And I always remember, you know, like he's here for me. He's never going to turn his back on me. And shall I never turn my back on him? I surrendered to Christ and I realized like he was there to help me. He wanted me to have a better life too, as much as I did too. He was able to set me free from it all because I, I seeked him with my whole heart.
0: So I know you talked about your love for music. So is that something that you're still pursuing and, you know, doing for God now, or, or how does that take shape?
1: It, it is something that I've, I'm still doing and pursuing, but it was something that I definitely uh, took a bit of a break on i'm I'm kind of just taking my time on it i'm strengthening my relationship with god and you know getting more into scripture and prayer and so yeah it's been incredible because i know that god's going to use me as an instrument and as a vessel for it at the right time because god always has perfect timing
0: yeah he does man and that's really wise of you to um kind of take a break and pause for a minute between the, your life in the world and your life now uh you know putting a pause on the music while you you know figure out, you know, where you're at and what this looks like. So man, you're on the right path. Uh, You're wise beyond your years. You're only 19, but uh, I mean, I'm only 26, but yeah, you're a smart guy. So praise God for that.
1: And thank you so much.
0: If you just want to leave us with any final words of encouragement or advice as we wrap up here.
1: Anybody who's going out there right now who's going through tough times, battles, struggles, depression, anxiety, anger, temptation, trauma, fear, whatever it may be, wherever anybody is, just know that God is out there and he wants to have a relationship with you he does and as much as you think that he's not operating in your life he is and he wants to have that loving relationship with you and so it's never too late to turn around and to turn around for Jesus Christ and make that change in your life and so I hope that today everybody who's listening to this everybody who's come across this everybody who gets a chance to listen to this channel and every episode in this podcast really just takes something away from from it and thinks more about it and I just hope that I was able to be a part of it and God's plan and I just pray that anybody who's listening to this as well they just reach out reach out to God you know whatever troubles they're going through and it feels like you can't get rid of just just know that God's there and he wants to have a loving incredible relationship with you and just remember that you know if you've been hurt by the idea of religion or church just remember that relationship is something that's so important and it's something that we all have the opportunity to have and so just always remember that God's there for you and he wants to have a loving relationship with you and it's never too late to turn around for Jesus Christ.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Testimony Service Podcast. We will be back next Wednesday. But in the meantime, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Testimony Service Pod. And as always, here is a sneak peek of next week's episode.
1: And that was the first time somebody really seemed to care about why I didn't go to church. I was <laughs> like, well. I've been hurt by a lot of churches and I just don't really know how I feel about the church. Like, I love the Lord. I still try to get the word and I'll listen to messages on Sunday mornings and things like that. But I just don't know that I could come back to the church as a corporate body.